Eagle looking great. Here we go. All right, we are live. You know, staring at that GIF, and I think you did a pretty good job, but I, I did I did see where you can definitely tell it loops. <laughs> of the, Which GIF? The Tro Bros. Oh, yeah. Well, it doesn't... Yeah, it, or it reverses loops. or whatever. It reverses yeah. and then loops. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I was just staring at it and I was like, oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> you, I, I like the Trobros gif, man. I, I was like, I'm gonna make gifs of this movie, like, because I couldn't find any gifs of the FP. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. And uh, I downloaded some like free editing software and like messed around with it for a couple hours, made that GIF and was like, cool, that's cool. And then never made any never more do of it them. Again. <laughs> <laughs> this was impossible. This is, yeah, this is done. Speaking uh, of done, <laughs> um, let's get done with the small talk and get straight onto the episode. Oh, baby. you want to actually, that's it. I'm Anthony. <laughs> and I'm Chris. And we are the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. Uh, we chat about straight to stream science fiction or fantasy or light horror or anything steampunk science fiction adjacent oh, science okay. fiction or science fiction adjacent it's actually yes. quite topical i'm gonna go back to the small talk here uh -oh. um, um it was may the 4th recently uh, anyone who pays any attention to anything sci-fi um is probably familiar with star wars and if you're not that's cool because better for that's off. fine when it comes down to it like my favorite thing to do on star wars day is to just uh. troll people that like star wars um yeah and that's the thing is I've repeat. I've said this before, and I'll repeat it again. I love Star Wars, and that, and since I love something, it gives me the ability to criticize it. And so, um, all day, anytime anyone posted a picture or a meme or a joke about something Star Wars, I would just, uh, I would like just post Jar Jar Binks's face. Like, eh, Star Wars is better than Star Trek. Oh yeah, well, we don't have Jar Jar Binks. Or somehow Palpatine has returned. Mm. Um, and I say all that fifth time this year because because. Because censors. In fact, I think he actually said one today during the episode, but if I remember to bring it up later, I will. Uh, I say that because the day after May the 4th, uh, it's supposed to be a celebration of the Sith for whatever reason, because it was like, oh, revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Fifth, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But on that day yeah. instead, we got a brand new Star Trek series, which I think was an incredible flex by Paramount. <laughs> Um, I, it would have been the only way this could have been better is if they actually released it on May 4th. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, that's just uh <laughs> that would have been intellectual amazing. property suicide right there. You think um, so? Probably. But uh, uh, we watched. What did we watch, Anthony? Well, I mean, we've told everyone what we were going to watch. And then we've already been talking about st Star Trek. So uh, no surprise. We watched the first episode of. Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Yes. I have been looking forward to this for a very long time. I mean, I think they announced they were going to make this show during season two of Discovery. Um, near the end of it, I believe. And we've had two more seasons of Discovery before this uh, actually released. So I'm uh, it's been, been super stoked. I have so much to say. <laughs> Well, good thing we we have a podcast. Yeah, uh, <laughs> good thing. Good thing. I I don't want to say that I am as excited as you are, and that's not because uh, I don't like Star Trek because I love Star Trek. I sure, mean, made it part of my body. Uh, for anyone listening in the future, he oh, has uh, the Delta symbol tattooed yeah. on his left and or right. I think it's his left shoulder. Left shoulder. Yeah. If, yeah. The Delta from the 2009 Star Trek. Um, yeah, from the reboot Kelvin thing. Well, it was the easiest one to get a picture of that would scale with color. Uh, uh, but anyway, 
there's just there has been so much Star Trek over the past three or four years that I haven't been mm. able to keep up with it and keep up with all the other things that I need to watch in my life. Um, there's so a lot like, of The Bachelor. Yes. Yeah. Hey, man, make decisions. Those decisions make us. Sure. But th- since this was a brand new show that I'd be able to sit down and watch from the beginning, I was very excited for it. I always thought Christopher Pike was a sudden, sort of underrated and definitely underutilized character from the original series because he's only in one, two, maybe three episodes, I think. Two, I, I believe. Yeah, yeah, probably right. <laughs> one of those episodes is the pilot, thought lost yeah. for a long time, and the other episode uses a bunch of footage from the pilot because, <laughs> or whatever, the unaired yeah. pilot, I should say. So when it comes down to it, I was very excited. I also have a lot of things to say. I bet you do. Let's get some facts out of the way first. What do you say? Fact me. Actually, right. before you fact me, I'm going to blurb you. That's one of that is a fact. <laughs> a prequel to Star Trek, the original series. The show will follow the crew of the USS Enterprise under Captain Christopher Pike. Yes. That's IMDb's blurb. That is all the blurb you need, right? <laughs> On IMDb, this thing is sitting at 8.2 out of 10 stars. And actually, let me refresh because it's been this. I've had this page up for a while. I'm saying 8.2 8. out of 8. Oh, oh really? I'm looking at the episode. Sorry. Well, yeah, those would be one and the same at this point, yeah. uh, or should be, as there's only <laughs> one episode to judge the show by. The show, 10 stars. The episode, one star. Ooh, one star. But there's potential. No. Um, 31,000, 3,100, excuse me, votes or ratings. If we look at this chart, it is very top heavy. Very, very top heavy. Uh, we have a median score of nine. Arithmic mean, that's how you pronounce that, by the way, is arithmic. Oof. Arithmic mean of 8.2. I think we knew that. We just couldn't get it out last week. Uh, yeah, you did. You knew that. You just <laughs> couldn't get it out last week. Like, I'm sure uh, I've heard it. I'm sure I've seen it spelled, and I'm sure people have said it to me. I'm sure you and I have both said it on this podcast correctly. Y- yes. <laughs> yes, I have. You're welcome. <laughs> I've read several reviews, skimmed several reviews. Um, everything seems to be super, super positive. If we check out the other aggregate we like to to stop by at, it's Rotten Tomatoes at a 98% fresh with an 88% average audience score. Doing really, really well. I do want to spend some time talking about the ratings, but we can we can swing back around to it. Metacritic. Um, yeah. Metacritic. 77 critical reviews. I'm sorry. 12 critical reviews, 77. User score based on 10 ratings, 4.1. Okay. okay. So not not bad at all. I would I would say this is probably the most well received Trek show since forever. I I don't I don't know maybe TNG. I mean definitely more than all the other new Trek that's come out. It's definitely well, more well received than Discovery and and much more well received than Picard. People seem to be very very happy with it. So I want to talk about let's let's get more facts out of the way. I don't want to I, I want to dissect so much about this. Um, simply because it's Star Trek and I have a lot of opinions. But let's talk about the cast. Let's give them their due, um, as it were. So Anson Mount plays the, we've already talked about, Captain Christopher Pike plays the captain of the uh, the Star Trek, Inter- the Star Trek, the Starship Enterprise. He's not the first captain of the Enterprise. And I, I think they've they've kind of established that he's not in this first episode, which is really, really cool. Ethan Peck is Spock. And skipping down here, Rebecca Ra- Raminj, Ramin? Remain. As, remain as Rebecca Una Chin Riley, also known as number one. They seem to be cast as the or billed as the main characters in this ensemble cast. Uh, they were all three in uh, Star Trek Discovery as well, playing these characters. Is there anything you want to say about any of them before we just start listing people here? 
Dr. Mbanga. Did we already talk about him? Did we talk about Babs? We haven't talked about anyone but the three people I just mentioned. Oh, sorry. I wasn't paying attention. Uh, yeah, no. No, I was I was trying to figure out if this is the same Rebecca Romain who used to be Rebecca Romain Stamos, in which she, in fact, is. Yes, um, she is. You said Pike, Spock, and who's the... Number one, third? Una Chin Riley. Oh, yeah, all yes. in Discovery, so they're all okay. reprising their role. Excellent. In this uh, in this show, yeah, we'll go through the, the main list here. Uh, okay. Nurse Christine Chapel, played by Jess Bush, Lon Nunian Lon or Lan Nunian Sung, played by Christina Chong, uh, Sing Nunian. What did I say? S- soon. Oh no, that's a completely different character in a different <laughs> show. Uh, still Star Trek, but very different. Uh, Erica Ortegas, played by Melissa Navia. Doctor Mbenga, played by uh, Man. I shouldn't have started Abs. this. Well, remember yeah. they're phonetic. They're Fabs Olu San Mukun. Olu San Mukun. Nice. Olu San Mukun. Yep. Hemmer, uh, the uh, kind of Andorian character, kind of Andorian, the odd looking Andorian character played by Andorian-ish. Bruce Horak. ish. <laughs> Cadet Yahora played by Celia Rose Gooding. Um, and then a bunch of other people. I think the only other character worth mentioning at this point is Adrian Holmes. As Admiral Robert April. Back to back, baby. Back to back. Oh, man. He walked out of that. He walked out of that spaceship. I was just like, oh, God, really? Is this happening? Question happening. Is this the first time in our podcast that a character or, or an actor has made more than one appearance playing a character that was already played by a different person in a movie that we watched? So if you remember right, we watched Star Trek um, mm-hmm. first, whatever. Yeah, whatever that uh, the fan show. Fan yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Robert April was the captain of the Enterprise in that movie, right? But he was played by a completely different actor. So of course, is, yeah, is Adrian Holmes the first person on our in our podcast history to play a character played by someone else in a in a different representation? Maybe I don't know. Yes, I think so I think so. Yeah, I mean, well, because I mean, Robert April was also animated and voiced by James Duhon in the animated series. How, yeah, but we, that was. But so. we didn't watch it. But either. we didn't watch it here. No, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. So Adrian you know, Holmes first one. steadily making like he is jumping up on the sci-fi wise guys appearance list. He like, might be our year two most <laughs> most appeared actor uh, on accident, complete accident. Uh, I wish that I could say he was also good. Well, we, we can get to that, I guess, whenever Nick we want Cage to. Nick Cage has got two. Adrian Holmes yeah. is sitting on three appearances, huh? Yeah. Three? Yeah. Because he was in V-Wars, Debug, <sighs> and this. Yeah. 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 He was uh, also in, wasn't he also in, what was the name of that movie? Enhanced. He was in Enhanced. He was? Yes. He was in Enhanced as Captain Williams. Yeah. You oh, can yeah. Look it up. yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. This, this idiot. He was in. Oh, man. Uh, four of them. Man, uh, looking down his IMDb list, he was also in Winona Earp. I don't think he was in the episode we watched. Let's see. Yeah. He's so he might be our MVP. Continuum. So last week we reviewed Debug, uh, straight to DVD, straight to, yeah, straight to DVD movie uh, starring one Jason Momoa with short hair. And not on air when we recorded it live, but afterwards, still recorded. And on the sting for that episode, I talk about how Adrian Holmes is a poor man's Anthony Mackie (laughs) and how his delivery is just flat and kind of boring. 
I also think I make a stab at Anthony Mackie there as well. Um, eh. because I, whatever, <laughs> um, look, he does really well as that one character in the Marvel movies and everything else I've seen him in. I've been disappointed, but that could, that's just me. It's fine. It's fine. What was I did didn't, you like? Did you like pain and gain? I loved pain and gain. I, li- I liked him in pain. And I game. forgot about really? him being in pain and gain. That was a long yeah. time ago. Uh, I'd have to rewatch it just because he's in it just to see. That's the only reason. That's the only reason. <laughs> also, it's a hilarious movie. So Adrian cool. Holmes plays uh, Admiral Robert April, um, a character that wasn't canon. Like we, there was dubious, dubious uh, status in the canon, at least up until uh, some name drops in Discovery. Now we're actually, you know, he's actually in the show. It looks, he's only billed for one episode, which is cool. It'd be nice to go more than a few episodes without seeing an admiral, Uh, but I'm sure he'll show up again at some point. I didn't hate his performance. I I liked it. So this is not, I'm I'm trying to say that I take back a little bit of my Adrian Holmes hate. It's all good. Look, man, we're we're okay. He's not a great actor. It's okay. (laughs) But he doesn't do bad here. He doesn't like detract from anything. I mean, he's got 155 credits. Yeah. That should tell you everything you need to know. <laughs> he plays the same character 155 times. But good on you, Adrian. Oh, if you are listening to this, what? respect. Yeah. Yes. If for whatever reason, because <laughs> I'm going to put his him as a tag name on this episode, so maybe he'll find it when he Googles himself. All right. The, the rest of the actors, we can talk about them if you like. We cannot. There's a lot of them. It is a big ensemble cast. Um, I liked that. Like, looking at IMDb, that all of these characters are in all ten episodes, so we are getting an ensemble of of sorts. I'm only mostly familiar with Rebecca Romain, Ethan that? Peck, mm-hmm. uh, obviously Adrian Holmes, and then everyone else. I'm not really. I I don't recognize any of these people. It should be noted for the record that I've only seen five episodes of Star Trek Discovery the first mm-hmm. season. Um, yeah. If if I remember correctly, the last episode I saw is the time travel one with Dwight. Um, oh, from uh, with what's with the guy from TOS making an yeah. appearance? Uh, yeah. Harry, Harry Mudd, but not even necessarily time travel as much as it is just um. Anson Mount time. Yeah. was also in that Marvel movie everyone hated. Was he not? Or maybe uh, it was the show Inhumans. He's in Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, he plays Black Bolt in Inhumans, the ah, TV series that did not ah, get very far. It's not a movie, oh, sorry. Spoilers. Everybody. Apparently also spoilered me for <laughs> Universe Man- Multiverse of Madness. I was going to see that on Thursday. That's cool. Yeah. Ethan he Peck, shows up. if anyone knows anything about anything, was very is particularly famous for obviously being in Discovery, but um, several seasons of Heroes. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, cool. several, yeah, too many seasons. We want to get down to it. <laughs> how do you feel about, like, moving away from the the actors to the characters, how did you feel about the, the recasting or having younger, newer versions of existing characters? I mean, besides Pike, we got Pike, we got Spock, we got number one. We kind of knew those were already there. But you have uh, yeah. a cadet Yahora, you have Nurse Chapel, you have Mbenga, Bega, whatever. I think like, I got my, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I think I got my Spock's flip. Yeah, you did. You're, think, you're yeah. thinking Zachary Quinto, but <laughs> no, I was just letting it my go. My little bit about Ethan Peck is grandson of Gregory Peck, famous actor. To I, would, I really question, like to just let you be wrong sometimes on wax. That's fair. So I can bring uh, it back later in, per, in our personal relationship. Sorry. You know, every once in a while... I am wrong. Yes. The best part is I could admit it. In terms of recasting actors, like what else are they going to do? Like I have a big, I have a really big problem with people who get mad when there's, oh, like, oh yeah, we're going to have a, we're going to have a Spock 
in this new show, and it's not going to be Leonard Nimoy. Ugh, why is it going to be Leonard Nimoy? Well, well, because he's 80 years old. No, um, he's dead. But Well, I mean, my, at the time when they did oh, Discovery, sure. he was still alive. <laughs> uh, so, the, my, no, that's my question isn't so much like, yeah, if they're going to use these characters, they have to recast them. There's sure. no other way around it. My my question more is, should they reuse these characters or should yeah. they leave it alone? You okay? Why yeah. not? Like, I don't know. I'm asking you the question. It's the easiest way to think about it is like when people say that oh i love i love spock right mm -hmm. what they're saying is i love the way leonard nimoy portrayed spock because that influenced every other portrayal of the character since now gene roddenberry isn't here to talk to us and he's not around mm -hmm. for us to tell us whether or not leonard nimoy did exactly what he wanted to do with spock i'm not here to talk about that but i don't think it's that difficult to pretend to be emotionless it's the first like it's the first episode of the series right right um right. obviously we can't use the same actor for christopher pike because i'm pretty sure that guy's dead uh major barrett is no longer with us i think nurse chapel uh the actor the actress who played her is also gone awesome i have no problem barrett, yeah recasting the actors because that's the original story and it's good to have different perspectives if you go through life only seeing things in either black and white, you're in for a rude awakening with the rest of the world. A guy told me the other day, oh yeah, I have a computer science degree from the University of Arizona. I know about computers. And I was like, well, when did you graduate? 1996. Okay, well, things have changed. So I think it's perfectly fine to move on, right? Like let's do, I, yes, I want new stuff. Even if I'm not going to get new stuff, I'd rather have new actors if I'm going to get the same stuff. Yeah, I have absolutely no problem with that. Okay. All right. I'm, uh, you I'm know, actually well, quite just the, passionate about the subject, but yeah. There's actually, well, I mean, there's the argument for, hey, we want new things instead of new things. Like it, you, there's an argument to be made that the show is relying at least a uh, in part or at least a little bit on nostalgia, right? Yeah. Um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, depending on what you do with it. I think that it's not controversial to say that a lot of the new Star Wars movies, the, the the new sequel trilogy, is just they just relied a little maybe too much on nostalgia. So it remains to be seen, but I just wanted to get your initial impressions. Yeah, I, I like gotcha. getting new takes on existing characters. I like getting just more fleshed out versions of the characters. I think it only if done well anyways, it can only add to you know the existing characters, the existing stories. Well um so we'll we'll see. But I, I'm I'm with you. I'm op I'm optimistic about it. I like the mix of old and new, and uh, hopefully they can do something good with it. Well, you brought up Star Wars. Um, oh, my bad. A new show is about to come out from Disney, Obi Wan Kenobi, which yeah is probably I don't want to say the most successful recast of all time because if you know anything about Alec Guinness and the way he treated George Lucas and the crew and other cast on the Star Wars A New Hope filming. They, he, he's like, I'm not going to say that. They're like, no, no, Alec, you got to say this in this. No, I'm not going to say it. That's stupid. Yeah. Why would I say that? No, yeah. my character wouldn't do that. Or no, this whole this whole production is is idiotic. It's never going to work. So e Ewan McGregor's portrayal of Obi-Wan Kenobi is the definitive portrayal of the character. And anyone who says otherwise is either ignorant or they're just, I don't know. It's a fool's, it, it's folly. <laughs> it's it's foolish to say otherwise. So okay. you can have like... <laughs> How many times has Batman been recast, right? How many, like, how many times has Superman yeah. been recast? Just because it happens in Star Trek, a show that existed, I don't want to say in a vacuum, but for the most part, within a small subsection of sci-fi fans, and then blew up, yeah. right? Like, it's time to move beyond the original boundaries. 
Like you can't just keep relying on the past or else you're never going to go anywhere. So, okay. All right. Well said, well said, well said. I didn't mean to, sorry for triggering you there. No, no, no. My bad. Full on dog. Full on triggered. Uh, Let's, uh, (laughs) Let's talk about the other the other things. The other let's talk about more facts, if you will. It, well, give our opinions on on uh, on some stuff. Let's talk about design a little bit. Okay. Redesigned Enterprise, not for the first time, but this is the latest one. How do you feel about it? What were your initial like? What was your initial gut reaction when it was first first shown on screen? Pretty cool. I I, I like the original Enterprise. Like it's fun. Yeah. It's cool. But it definitely shows its age, especially in 2022. Even with like the digital touch ups. Like, it's just mm-hmm. hard, like the amount of detail that existed back then, um, you know, not to say that it couldn't have been excellent because <laughs> I mean, I mean, look sure. what Michelangelo did with the Sistine Chapel, right? So it's just that the models that they had at the time just weren't the best. And so the new imagining, I really enjoy, I, I, I we talked, I think we talked about discovery being a visual reboot of, yeah, that's, that's of Star Trek, it. the original mm-hmm. series era. Or slightly before, at least. No, I like the new Enterprise. I mean, it pays it pays homage, but it's it's new and its own thing. I really like the interior. Um, yes, I uh, I love the fact that still somehow they there's these giant hallways. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't all know this negative about, space in your spaceship. Yeah, yeah. I don't know enough about engineering or design, but sure. Yeah, why the it. heck not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was yeah the bridge. Like if you see this picture of the bridge, it's very much the Enterprise with whatever that microscope thing is off to the left, the red barriers for everything. But then it's got this like more modern take on the screens. Um, I like the the mix of kind of retro futurism uh, with a more modern it's slick. That's yeah. the way I would I would describe it. It's just a slicker version of the '60s Enterprise. I, I still have no idea what that thing that Spock and I guess number one look through like because she has one on her desk right that's what that is or is that uh, lamp over here i think that's just a lamp or something i don't know what that is no yeah i think she looks in that i mean maybe not in this episode maybe i don't know yeah i would agree with you on all points i feel like the ship is just the right amount of nostalgia like it's just the it's it is essentially the original series design made like made for I mean, when we say made like it's not an updated design. I feel like it's the same design, mm-hmm. just more detail, slicker, more lights. Like it, it looks better. Not like the 2009 reboots, where which I, I love to look at that ship then too. But that was very much a redesign from the ground up. Yeah. Like, how do we pay homage to the yeah. yeah? Like how do we pay homage to the original, but do whatever we want with it? Well, this is how do we reimagine the original as if it was made today with today's cgi or or practical effects capabilities and that's that's more the feeling i get from this just the, the level of detail that you can see even there on the saucer section with the different colors and and whatnot i love it and the the, the bridge is fantastic I mean, when they went they went on red alert uh, in the middle of the episode it was the lights and everything i, I loved it i could very easily see a, it being one or two small redesigns away from being you know kirk's enterprise bridge something we talk about often when we talk about Star Trek or the uniforms, because every show has got to have a new uniform. Sometimes they got to change them partway through. I, I, most of the time, more often than not, the, the uniform gets changed at some point uh, in the show. How did you feel about these? I mean, I mean, they're pretty much the exact same uniform. I mean, yeah, uh, they do have the they do have the black under underliner or mm-hmm. under like whatever shirt. that yeah. is. Yeah. Which is cool. I mean, there isn't a reason for like Pike's chest hair to be popping out the top. You know, he's like, just got. A, I mean, he's got a, a lot of it, and it's not. Yeah, why I mean, are you judging? No, 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 no. I'm talking about like, like 
we know oh. we know James Kirk has raw sexual magnetism, but I don't know that because his hair is puffing out of his shirt. Really, like, I wasn't sure until it doesn't fit as well as it should. No, no, no. These sure. uniforms are great. Uh, I do like the little shoulder, or mm -hmm. I don't know if it's a shoulder, but it's got a little pattern that goes down the arm. Yeah, um, you notice that the pattern is the symbol, like that's the command symbol on his shoulder. Oh, okay. If I Very if we cool. pull up, uh, let's see if I have. Yeah, it's a little harder to see, but in Yohara's, she's got the same kind of pattern, but the symbol is the the science or whatever that symbol is there in the middle okay. of her delta. And they, so it it's looks nice. like they took the rank off the sleeve or the cuff, right? Uh, well, she's a cadet, so she's got a different okay. a different thing going on. I think uh, if we go back to one of the... Yeah, so he has this the uh, rank on his sleeves right here. Mm, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah it's cool, just cool. a little different, but... Yeah, I think, it, I think they look slick. I mean... There's going to be somebody out there who cries about it not being 100% identical, but I feel like, I mean, if, if you remember, I don't have a picture of it. Do you remember seeing a, ever seeing a picture of the original, original uniforms? Like, like just the baggy, big collars, shirts that are too big. Like, it's very, like, comfortable like, sweaters. Are you talking about, like, like stuff that didn't make it out of pre-production? Yeah, yeah. I don't, maybe I haven't. It. It's not good. Uh, if I can find a picture very quickly, I'll find it for you, but I probably won't be able to. Oh, wait, was it the, if I remember right, didn't they turn those uniforms into like the engineering jumpsuits? Possibly, possibly, but eh, I'm not finding them. We can, uh, we can skip by, but it, it had, they had huge collars. They were super baggy. Well, here we go. If I pull this up, so this is close to it. So it, it's a little tighter on him than it was on some of the others. We can see this is a, a still from the cage, the the original unaired pilot. Oh, where it's okay. just like a thick fleece. Oh the, yeah, yeah, and yeah. The no, number well, one I've... had more of a collar pulled down, and then yeah, okay, you get, yeah, it gets I less remember. and less. Yeah, um, so it's still better. <laughs> like we, we couldn't be rolling around with this uniform. I'm sorry. Like we got more money, we got higher expectations. You you have to compete with yeah. all of the other sci-fi out there. All right, so we're all in agreement. We, me, you, and anyone listening is all, we're all in agreement so, that if they know it's good for him. Yeah, if they know if they know what a wise guy is, uh, <laughs> that the show looks great. It's well cast. The characters are like they're an interesting, diverse group of people. At least on paper, the ship looks awesome. The set designs are are good. Like it's a it's a nice. This sort of sum everything up. It, it's what you would expect. At least it's. I'm going to speak for you. I'm going to say that it's what you would expect from a reboot 60 yeah. years later, right? It pays homage when it should, and it updates when it should, except for maybe the fireplace in his quarters in Pike's quarters. Uh, that's an open flame on a spaceship. I don't, I, I don't know. I guess man. I missed it. I, did, I don't remember yeah. seeing a fireplace. Yeah, he has, he has a little fire pit in the middle of his room. Cool. I don't know if that's safe. But who am I? Well, I don't know. You know, they could probably just suck the oxygen out of that room if they need to. But why would you burn oxygen uh, in a place where you only have so much of it? Why are these people smoking on this space station? <laughs> yeah, this is not good. Not good. Oh, man. Yeah, that is some 3022 vibes. Hey, guys, we only have enough oxygen to last another month. Lights up a cigarette. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Well, I don't think you understand how fire works. How do you feel about the part that really matters here? Like, how do you feel about the story, the direction it seems to be going, like the show as a whole? I'll answer that question real mm -hmm. quick. After I read to you a review that I found on Metacritic. Please, why not? Zero. If you thought New Trek, in New Trek, 
was going to write the ship with the release of Strange New Worlds, you are going to be disappointed. And honestly, at this point, it's pure naivete to think that any new Trek show will ever be worth watching. The series is dead. It's time to let it go. And stop giving okay. these people money. Cancel Paramount Plus if you have if you had any love for Star Trek. Okay. Uh, cool. So first of all, uh, I, I definitely appreciate the use of new, you know, new metal from the early aughts, late 90s. You know, very cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to disagree with uh, this guy whose name I won't even mention. So don't flame him on the internet. I think that a, a lot of people, like, I don't know what it is that people don't like about new Star Trek because, I mean, on, like, I, like I just said less than 20 minutes ago, I haven't seen all of Discovery. I've only seen two episodes of Picard. You know, we watched a couple episodes of Star Trek Prodigy. It's still Star Trek to me. Like I, I, like, I don't see it any other way. What is it about New Trek that people don't like? Is it the flashy action sequences? Like, I, you'd be hard-pressed to convince me that Gene Roddenberry wouldn't have wanted an expensive flashy action sequence in Star Trek, the original series, if they could have afforded it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. like, the whole reason why the ship shakes is because they couldn't afford these huge sweeping shots of the enterprise getting shot at. And that's why like the action looks like it's deliberate and it's like intentional where you just have the, like I've seen balance of terror like 50 times and the enterprise at one point during its fight with the Romulan uh, warbird, it's only defense is to shoot blindly. So it just shows the enterprise shooting its tor torpedoes and then it cuts to just a, a star map. And then there's random explosions. And then we cut to the Romulan commander. Uh, somehow mm -hmm. Sarek had a twin brother who happened to be Romulan, whatever. Uh, he's doing the whole. And then like a thing falls on his homeboy. That's what we had because that's what we had to do. To work like with. you even yeah. you even saw it in next gen. Like the action scene, like the ships moved around a lot more. There's like explosions now, like stuff pops off in the background. We see different parts of the ship when when they're in combat. So the seeds were already planted. They just watered it with a little bit of money. Um yeah. And so yeah, like I, I don't hate New Trek and I don't understand why people don't like it either. Is it is it because of the characters? Is that what it is that what it really is? Is that is it's that a couple of things? So is it because they decided to cast people other than white people, like <laughs> straight white dudes? Yeah. Like, so let's talk about this. Let's talk about uh, this. Well, for before before I talk about that specifically, the number one like the, the some there's some legitimate criticism for new Star Trek. So let me I know you haven't watched it, I'm gonna share it with you. Okay. A lot of people don't like the uh season-long story arcs. They would prefer the episodic Okay. Pla uh, not not platform format. The episodic format of TOS, TNG, Voyager, Enterprise, all that, uh, and and ninety percent of D Space Nine. So they they don't care for that um, because you're not they're, they're like the old monster of the week. That's just old television versus new television. I, I, there's a lot to unpack there. Whatever, uh, and that's a big thing that Strange New Worlds was promising to be is a return to form that kind of monster of the week format. Um, different uh, so planet, different adventure. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. The other the other thing is that when you rely on a season long story arc, even if you're not adverse to that idea to begin with, if that story isn't good, then it means mm. that every episode, if you're not into that story, that means that you're not into the whole season, more or less. Gotcha. Right. I think one of my, my my personal complaints with Discovery and well, early Discovery and then um, and Picard to a, a little bit lesser extent is those season long story arcs. The middle is kind of like 
drawn out a little bit. Um, we just had Picard season two end, and I know you haven't seen it, so no, no direct spoilers, but episodes five, six, seven, I was like, this could have been one episode. We could have condensed this a little bit. Like, I think okay. things are drawing out for no reason. Um, there's also been an emphasis um, in both shows, but maybe a little bit more in, in discovery of people expressing their feelings and people coming to terms with their feelings. There's a character in, in, in discovery who early in season three just has a PTSD breakdown just complete breakdown um, and, and they get better and they're fine and all this, but it, it goes through that story arc. And so people are a little quick to share their feelings and get a little, instead of the kind of militaristic view that a lot of people had of Star Trek from TOS, TNG, well, really all nineties Trek. And so that's another kind of semi-legitimate thing. Like, Oh, I thought this was a military organization. How are you talking about your feelings? Eh, eh, eh. I mean, Which doesn't, is, doesn't Worf like, sit in his room and get high and stare at a fire, like yes. trying to have a vision of Kalos like, or Kalos instead of doing yeah. his job on the bridge. Like a hundred percent. What are they talking about? <laughs> the only, so it's the legit, the, the part of that, that I will give some legitimacy is how often it happens. Like okay. I have no problem with it happening, okay. but it shouldn't happen every episode. Like it sh it's like um, a thing I had with discovery season four is, you know, everyone loves a good captain's speech. Like when Picard gives one of his speeches or Kirk or anyone. Shepherd. Yeah. Commander Shepard gives one of his speeches. We all love it, but we love it less when it happens every episode or every other episode. So there's just some, some consistency things. Some, okay. um, we have all the right ingredients, but maybe not the right mix of ingredients. So there's all that. There's some stuff that I would consider legitimate, even if I don't hundred percent agree with it, some legitimate misgivings with new Trek as we're going to call it. The other people, if you go on IMDb right now, and I encourage you to not do this, do but it. if you go to IMDb right now and go to Strange New Worlds and scroll through the reviews, starting with the most helpful, don't even change the view, and read any review that is a four star or under. If you can find me one that doesn't use the words too woke, uh, that doesn't mention that uh, the Admiral is quote unquote uh, now been blackwashed and or is a token of some kind. Or somebody mentioning that, oh, there's a lot of women on the bridge. I guess the, the men just stay home, blah, blah, blah. If you can find me one that's four stars or under that doesn't mention any of those things in any way, I will give you $1,000 right now. Uh, this one's five stars, so it doesn't qualify. No, doesn't qualify. Uh, the bad, still mired in some silly stuff. What's with Ortega's hideous haircut? And yeah. what's with these horrible uniforms? Uhura's lack of hair. What's up with that? Want to honor she Michelle, who had a beautiful head of hair? Act, ask the actress to grow it out. Okay, yeah, this is just childish. It's yeah, a lot of it's childish. childish. Absolutely. Um, let's and, see. and it's. I mean, and, and it's the thing is, I actually I pointed out. I watched this with watched this with my roommate, <laughs> sassy chicks trick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mentioned to her. I pointed out to her. I was like, man, there's a lot of women on the bridge. I really like this. And she was like, yeah, this is cool. You look at. The I, ha and I might even have the picture to pull up, but there's a poster with the logo and has all the characters. There's nine characters in this ensemble. Okay, five of them are women and four of them are men, which is as close to 50 50 as you can get. And if we're talking about hundreds of years in the future where you have people, and I say people, not just humans, but beings of all shapes and sizes and colors and backgrounds and, and, and ideals all coming together to, to make this utopian type future. 50% of those beings are going to be women. 
or or the fee, the female gender or the female yeah. gender equivalent. Well, yeah, yeah, and yeah. we're talking about Star Trek in particular. Somehow all aliens are male female. We'll just well, at least for the most part, we'll roll with that. But they're going to be 50-50. So I don't understand why everyone's upset. It's it's actually it, it makes less sense when you look at TOS or TNG where you just have one or two women and then a bunch of men. Like that's not a a good representation of your people. I don't I don't understand it. Also, I mean, we can talk about we can go one step deeper and talk about I guess Asian representation, considering that if humans were we're going to be one united force and go out into the stars, Star Trek sure does have a lot of Americans. <laughs> the occasional that's Canadian, strange. yeah, that's yeah. Weird. So it's like, hmm, yeah. I mean, I don't think I'm pretty sure we're we're fairly outnumbered when the, looking at humans as a whole. I don't know, but whatever. I'm um, not here to debate all of those little facts, but yeah, it, I'm sure I can see you scrolling through those uh, those reviews, and you're going to not gain any money today. Because I've um, already looked. I've already moved off. Uh, Babs, uh, Dr. Mbenga, mm-hmm. was in Dune. Yes, he was. Was Jamis? Yes, he was Jamis in Dune. Yes. Um, I so it's those, definitely yeah. gotta be it, it. Like I don't even understand. Like we had a conversation about someone who whose name I won't mention, but they got upset by the way that cursed. Do you remember cursed? Yes. The the the, 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 the not Arthur so legend. great. Arthurian. Yeah. Yeah. He was mad. Like I wouldn't say mad. I guess he was annoyed that. Arthur wasn't portrayed by an Anglo-Saxon man sure. who with pale skin. The thing I like to ask these people is, have you been anywhere else? No, really? So like, yeah. ha- have you been out of the place that you live? I don't know how traveled you are, like in terms of be- outside of the United States, but I've, I think I've been on almost all of the continents except for Antarctica and Australia and Africa. Okay. Yeah. So, so half, less than half. Yeah, yeah just about. Well, yeah. you mean Asia, Europe. South America, North America. Okay, yeah. Just yeah, I guess half, that is. Guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four out of seven. It's not bad. That's the same ratio of w- m- m- women to men on that poster. So there are other types of people. They don't look like you. I hate. I hate to break it to the people that are learning this for the first time. That when you leave the United States, there just happens to be an entire group of people that don't look anything like you. It's the future, right? Yeah. yeah. You just said it. It's a utopian world. In what way does the word utopia, how is that the proper context for, for a world in which there aren't anyone who don't look like you? Oh, right? man. I'm going to reword that if you don't mind. No, 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 no. How is no. it, it, a, utop- it, how is it yeah. a utopian if you're excluding people? Well, not even necessarily using the word exclude, but like no matter what you look Ignoring. like, yeah. no matter what you look like, if you think the future that is a utopia is full of people that look like you, you are sadly mistaken because that is not a utopia. We're not attractive <laughs> enough to have a utopian full of people that look like us. Uh, speak for yourself. I just um, did. Like, like, no one gets mad about it in Star Wars. Like, oh, I don't like the fact that uh, Han Solo's co-pilot is a nine-foot-tall Wookiee. Why they, isn't he they portrayed? Did get, they did get mad about it in Star Wars, remember? Like, look no, think about all the hate that Ray gets. Well, she gets uh, a lot of hate because that was a terrible movie. Um, yeah, well, movies. That's hard. But, um, <laughs> that's but, true. But like, who was complaining about it? Like, is it because he's a nine foot tall Wookiee that no one gets mad that it's not being portrayed by a cisgendered white male? Like, what's the problem? Well, Why it's is it because big... it is a cisgendered white male and his alien dog, if we're getting down <laughs> to it. So I'm a man. It's how, and, how, <laughs> and he, you know, is an independent freighter pilot. Is as American as he can be. I mean, except for the name Han. Like Hans. his name is the least American part. Hans, of baby. Um, <laughs> no, I, I I'm agree your, with I'm you. I'm your white knight, Hans. I uh, agree sorry. with you. There's a quote that I want to from a different reviewer. 
that I want to, and then we can put this to bed. April, speaking of Admiral Robert April, April, who was established as Pike's predecessor as Enterprise's CEO in the animated episode, uh, The Counter Clock Incident, which I think is the last, actually the last episode of the animated series, uh, is played by by the African-American Adrian Holmes, a casting choice that has already caused comment and has served as a nice way of revealing the racists among Trek fans. All right, that's it. Yeah, like who cares? Um, no I, one. I, I, I absolutely so I'm gonna... give zero, zero whatever's i think that maybe you could have a legit argument a per someone could have like a legitimate counter argument if for example maybe captain kirk right maybe maybe kirk is different next time he's shown on screen huh mm. yeah like, yeah maybe he's okay. not maybe it's not chris pine maybe it's chris rock right you could have a legitimate I, argument like i have you a lot could, of problems with that but yeah no 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 i'm just I'm, I'm just hypothetical just throwing it out sure there. sure um you could have like you could say well that's not true to the character because it contradicts everything we know about this person okay yeah i didn't know who robert april was until we watched a fan-made movie me neither. Yeah. Like, and then all, and then, well, I think while we were potting about it, we're like looking him up and I'm like, oh, he was on the animated series. If I remember correctly, the animated series isn't even considered canon. Dubious. So for all we yes. know, Robert April could be a, he'd be a Klingon. He could be a Wookiee. He could be a well, Wookiee. Well, it can't right? be a Wookiee because that would be <laughs> copyright infringement. Um, and the time frame doesn't work with him being a Klingon. Anyways, uh, yeah. uh, here's the thing. I, I, will, I will say, I'm going to put it all to rest by saying that Gene Roddenberry consistently, I mean, as often as he could, contradicted himself in Star Trek canon. Sure. He didn't like an episode that he didn't have a hand in. Didn't happen. He changed his mind about something. He changed his mind about something. The most current canon is whatever came out soonest. And I, I said this in a, in a Twitter DM and we were having a conversation about it, but I like to remind myself of that whenever I start to get like, oh, they might be changing this or that or the other. Oh, and I start to you know feel the nerd rage you should only take Star Trek canon as serious as Gene Roddenberry took it. <laughs> Which is to say that if the canon got in the way of telling whatever story they were wanting to tell, he changed it. Yeah. It does I'm, not matter. I'm pretty sure that I watched back-to-back -back episodes of Star Trek, the original series. And in one episode when they fired phasers, it was a blue beam. In the next episode, it was a white squiggle that yeah. traveled much like a photon tor torpedo. I remember um, uh, Wesley Crusher and Captain Picard having a discussion about the uh, the time the Klingons joined the Federation. And then two episodes later, they're like, or like later in the season, it's like the Klingons are here. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And the civil war. And I'm like, oh, well that contradicted yourself real quick. Didn't you? Uh, I'll, I'll, uh, this is, this is the last thing I got to say about it. And I'm yeah. going to look directly at the camera. Oh, I'll look right back into you. It's a work of fiction. <laughs> Yes, I understand that you care deeply about the things that you care about. But guess what? It's not real. James Kirk doesn't exist. Robert April doesn't exist. Han Solo doesn't exist. Now, you could argue that we accept the reality that which we are presented and that all worlds are fiction, but not this one. Let them cast whoever they want to cast. I, I like to think that there's a little bit of James <laughs> Kirk in all of us. <laughs> and I think that James Kirk wishes there was a little bit of James Kirk in all of us. Uh, Overall, <laughs> overall, are you happy with the show? Did you like the pilot? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I will. I, I, trepidation. Trepidation. Huh? Trepidation. And, and the reason for that is, I think we talked about, I really didn't enjoy Discovery when I first watched it. Like, yeah, that's fine. mostly because I was really confused. It was what was going on. Like I had to watch the episode three, the, the pilot episode three times. And I was like, okay, so those are Klingons. And like, they can cloak, but they... But wait, they, they can't? 
no wait hold on a second that's a tomb ship why is it a tomb ship okay what's going on here mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. luckily i wasn't as confused with this episode so that's nice but i mean it still is a new thing and i mean i, I did we did the same thing with lower decks you can go back and listen to that episode i was i wasn't even on the fence like i was climbing over the fence to the side that didn't necessarily like lower decks and i was wrong yeah. it's a great show and i loved it but this time i'm sitting squarely on the fence i got my own post okay so okay I am uh, not on the fence. I'm not even sure where the fence is. I love the show. Uh, I love the actors. I love the sets. I love, we didn't talk about the the, the theme music and him giving the, the whatever they call it, the, the speech, the final frontier, blah, 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 five-year mission, blah, blah, blah. No one has gone before. Super, just super giddy as that's happening. It's I'm the like, captain's yeah. oath, right? That's what they call uh, it. I think they, they write Connor as that captain's oath, but really it's just Kirk talking and then Picard talking and now Pike talking. Super happy with it. I could I could not be happier with the way this turned out. I liked the acknowledgement of the events from Discovery and like have a little bit of fallout. Like, hey, this happened. This is a little bit of the fallout. Now we're going to move on and do something else. I like the little bit of extra depth that gives Pike's character. I'm really, really happy with it. I'm all in. Totally worth the price of subscription, especially since I think you're the one paying for my Paramount Plus. So really appreciate that. Please don't cancel it. Are you going to watch episode two this week? I will be in Dallas on Friday or on Thursday afternoon. So I don't know. I don't normally watch things for the show during the day when I'm working from home. Well, I just, are you want to watch episode two of this? Figure out how that makes sense. Uh, (laughs) Do you plan Uh, on continuing this series? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll watch the second episode. Yeah. Yeah. Are we going to talk about it? I mean, we can talk about it if you want to talk about it. I mean, gonna... um, some of the words in the captain's oath were based on a historic speech given by Zephyr Cochran. 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 In his speech, Cochran said, imagine it. Thousands of inhabited planets at our fingertips will be able to explore those strange new worlds and seek out new life and new civilization. This engine will let us boldly go where no man has gone before. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I'll watch another episode for sure. Okay. All right. And uh, well, if, give, if give it's a, good enough, some... we'll, we'll pot about it. We could do some bonus episodes. We can lower decks up the rest of the season. Yeah. I have <laughs> I have picked out another B movie for us to watch. Ooh. Let me uh, let me pull it up and I can read the blurb to you. Oh, um while you're doing that, I uh I tried to get an actual scientist to come on our podcast. Oh, did you? Yeah. How'd that work out? If he wasn't busy, he would have watched the episode and I would have told you that he was going to be a guest. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Uh he's my friend that works for NASA and loves Star Trek. Everyone so. loves Star Trek, yeah. But yeah, I, I ask him. I ask him science questions all the time. I'm like, "Hey, I was watching this movie, and uh, <laughs> they were near a black hole. How would this have occurred?" Well, I don't think it would have happened like that. <laughs> mm. So, what's this movie? I am submitting the movie Doors. is on Amazon Prime. Came out in 2021. It is just under an hour and a half at 86 minutes. Excellent. Yes. Uh, posting this in the chat here. The blurb reads. When numerous mysterious alien doors appear around the globe, humanity must come together to understand their purpose. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, can I, you know, it looks that kind of, uh, what was that uh, movie, Beyond? Slash, what is that a movie? What was that thing we watched, Beyond? Beyond where the beyond. alien orbs, the things start showing up all over the place. Similar idea, but it looks like it's yeah. much, much better. Uh, well, it's an actual story, an actual movie. Uh, we'll see if it's better or not, I guess. And then the um, but we'll be recording murder. that next week uh, and releasing that next week. Super excited. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you enjoyed Star Trek or if you hated it and you want to let us know about how we're wrong, without being racist, you can email us sci-fi wise guys at gmail.com. 
can also hit us up on social media at sci-fi wise guys on twitter and instagram you can dm us or just add us uh, also send us your suggestions for other things to watch any straight to dvd or straight to stream science fiction or science fiction adjacent movie show short film whatever we'll take a look at it and um, we love getting suggestions because then we don't have to come up with movies on our own yes please let us know yes please do our jobs for us and then you can also be a sci-fi wise guy awesome do you want to b-roll us out stay healthy stay hydrated and uh just make sure you analyze the warp signature the next time you discover one for the first time in a system that didn't have warp signatures so you won't get taken prisoner yeah yeah maybe if the science officer's disguise isn't going to last as long as everyone else's you don't <laughs> send them yeah they were like yeah we're going to give you this thing and you're going to go to the planet and then like pikes in the seat and i'm like oh yeah that's right this is tos <laughs> yeah it's like i forgot yeah that's right yeah oh yeah yeah the captain this is tos area the captain is going down to the planet yeah. you can't yeah. stop them can't yeah. stop them <laughs> thanks guys appreciate you Bye. watching Listen. Thank you.